888-708-8707. This is The Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. When it comes to home repairs, we could all use a guy. Well, we've got the guy. And we've got the show. For all your home improvement questions, we've got answers. This is the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Presented by JB Construction and Signing Unlimited. Now, here's your host, Dayton Kane and David Nason. Good morning, David. How are you? Good morning, Dayton. I'm doing well. Everybody. Morning, everybody. You made it in safely. Yes, I roads did. are pretty clear on the main roads yeah, at this point. Really, no problem. Still, this some side roads that are pretty bumpy and scattered, but uh, overall, yeah, travels good. Yeah, as we heard gonna... in the report there. And look at who made it in as well. Yes, Jason Fox. How are you? Good, good. Well, of course, I made it, and we never, we never not work, right? So That's we're, right. this whole week we've been working around the clock, so it's pretty Wait, uh, normal working well, remotely. When do you guys work? Twenty four seven. Seven yes. days a week, I yeah. hear. Yeah. So, uh, Capital Heating, Cooling, and Electric with us this hour. So, get your calls and texts in and, and chime in on the show about things like that. You guys yeah. had to have been busy with the right. wind chills being below 30. Your, your equipment was working 24 yeah. 7 this week. Right. Yeah. Well, so was a lot of our staff. So, we've, yeah. uh, you know, we were, we're work when we're needed, right? So, it's, uh, I was just actually watching one of my texts driving down the road as we're sitting here waiting <laughs> to start the show. So, uh, uh, it's it's been around the clock. They've worked really hard. They've put a lot of hours in to make sure people can get that same day repair seven days a week. It's been uh, trying to get that done as much as possible. Yeah. So I, one of the, I feel I feel empathy for all the people for, who were without power. Yeah. I mean, so now now we're not talking just not without heat, but no power. These you know during the week, and then it gets so bitterly cold. The heat just drops in your house so quickly. Well, and a lot of problems show up, and then the not power thing. So we were actually temping people, people that bought like uh, didn't have a whole home generator, right? They bought like a portable generator. We could temp them up on power to get right. get the furnace going to keep the heat going in the house. Right. So we did a lot of that. Uh, I was actually I went to my neighborhood subdivision, the uh, one next to us, where a lot of my my kids have friends there, and there was no, a number of those I went and did myself uh, to help them get up and running. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. You know, we, it's uh, been a it's been a crazy week. That's for sure. Uh, you know, the thing is, is next week will probably be busier, even though it's going to warm up a lot of times, and a lot more problems start to show up when the equipment starts to shut down after it's ran so hard and done so much stuff. A lot of the maintenance issues start to catch up to it. So, okay. So when this happens, what should we be looking for as a person living in our house? Is there anything we can check to try to prevent things from going wrong? Please change your filter. Oh, oh, I was going to say. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I, know, I know what you're going to say. I'm talking about the yeah. weather. Like, yeah. what, what do we do as a uh, homeowner when we know that 20 inches of snow are coming our way and then it's going to warm up and melt on us? Is there anything we can do? Well, big thing is is if you have a uh, high-efficient furnace that vents outside the house you know, or a water heater for that matter, or if you even have a home, home generator, make sure the snow is all cleared away from there. We do get some calls where... The snow starts to block those pipes, and then if the mm-hmm. pipes are blocked, the furnace shuts down. Uh, also, check the end of the pipe. Sometimes they'll actually build up frost or snow in the end. Um, sometimes people put screens in for birds and stuff in the summer, and all of a sudden those will frost over. So make sure the ends are clean and clear, that there's no snow around them. Uh, if you have a generator, those do need to breathe. There's actually vented fins all around it. Make sure the snow and everything's covered around that in case that you do need the emergency power. Um, so those are the big ones. Change your filter like we talk about Uh Obviously, if you haven't checked your carbon monoxide detector, change the batteries. If you don't have one, get one. We just and the news here this morning, some another family family died, right? right. So mm-hmm. happens every year, and it's an avoidable thing, right? Mm-hmm. So um, 
those things there. Make sure the drain lines, everything are clear on your on your furnace as well. As far as you see water coming out of it, if you have a high efficient furnace, if you have a mid efficient for vents in the chimney, you're not going to see any water. But you know, those are some of the simple things just to make sure that everything can breathe and is can run right. Yeah, and and I think I know, but why why does a furnace? Uh, I guess my question is. It's the family that died, and I'm not sure if the exact situation here, but a lot of times a furnace will co- create carbon monoxide that enters the home. And how is that going to happen in a home? I mean, you get carbon monoxide in your home from a furnace. Well, so the furnace, you know, has you're burning gas, and it goes mm-hmm. through a heat exchanger, right? And then the air blows over there and gets warmed up, right? right. So uh, if that heat exchanger fails, right, the, what happens is the you can actually burn natural gas like your stove, right, and open. It's, it doesn't hurt you. But what happens right. is when the fuel-air mixture gets off, that's when it burns dirty instead of clean, and that's when you, you get these, you know, carbon monoxide gas, which is odorless, and you, you can't smell it. I mean, you can't see it. You can't do anything with it. Uh, and basically, it just puts you to sleep, and you never wake up again. Sure. Right? So, and maybe a little older furnace, it can it can also be uh, caused by, like, dirty Dirty burners as well. Yep, dirty because burners. Yep. You mentioned the 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 oxygen gas mixture gets off. So if you get a dirty flame, because I I saw once where somebody started a, a stove or he had a he had a burner and he put a carbon monoxide detector right above it, and if it's a blue flame, there was like literally no carbon monoxide gas. But he turned it way down, it became a really lazy yellow flame, and the thing went off like crazy. Because well, it's not it, it's incomplete combustion. Exactly, exactly. So uh, stoves, um, you can also get backdrafting from uh, water heaters, mm-hmm. right? Um, obviously, furnace. You know, so anything you don't get that complete combustion, hundred percent. Right. That's what causes it, right? So, uh, but we've had you know people that you know you do a lot of cooking, your stove gets a little dirty, and then all of a sudden you get more right. of that flame on there because the, the some of the ports get clogged partially, and you don't get the right mixture, and then it's, the furnace is circulating it throughout the house, right? Mm-hmm. So. If you have a uh, you know Nest carbon monoxide smoke detector, which is a combination unit along with a Nest thermostat, students it senses the carbon monoxide it actually shuts the furnace off. If you really? pair them, if you pair them together, okay. yes, uh, it'll actually shut the furnace off immediately. So it doesn't keep and, recirculating. And hopefully, it, that, hopefully yeah. it also tells you. <laughs> so well, yeah, just it turn goes your heat off. off. Yeah, no, it goes and, off, but it shuts then, the furnace down you don't immediately. Have heat anymore. Because obviously you don't want to, if it's, even if it's not the furnace, the furnace can circulate it throughout the whole house, right? So you want to see what it is. And then obviously if you have that scenario, you want to get out of the house, call the fire department, open the windows, right, to to ventilate and mm-hmm. things like that. Right. But it's important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Jason Fox here all hour. The WTMJ Talk and text line is 855-616-1620 if you want to call or text in. And if you want to check them out, they are at CapitalHVAC.com. That's C-A-P-I-T-A-L. HVAC.com. It is the Fix It Show on WTMJ. The Fix It Show with Dayton Kane and David Nason on WTMJ. Sponsored by Siding Unlimited and JMB Construction. Good morning. I'm Dayton Kane. David Nason here as well. And Jason Fox from Capital Heating, Cooling, and Electric on this hour with us. WTMJ talking text line 855 616 1620. We do have a text that came in from 847. It'll be uh, Chicago area. Thanks for texting in. Uh, does Capital Heating and Cooling install and service heat pumps? I've read they're very common in frigid Norway, Sweden, and Finland. We do. We do. We do actually do a lot of heat pumps. Uh, in fact, it's it's used to be maybe 5 to 7% of our sales, and I would say it's gotten to be about 20 to 25% of our sales. And uh, 
uh, with the IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act, which I just had an interview with uh, for Focus on Energy, I think it's going to skyrocket those sales, right? So the, later this year, we'll get the actual rebate amounts. We can work with people and, and do that stuff. But we do install heat pumps. Heat pumps, there's some critical components you need to know, though, right? So the heat is not the same heat as a gas furnace or an oil furnace would produce, right? It's going to be a cooler temperature. Um, and heat pump, even though it'll work down to minus 10, no problem, it's the actual capacity of total heat heat output it has because of its size based upon your air conditioning load and not your heating load. Mm-hmm. So most homes, the heating load is double what the air conditioning load is as far as the amount of BTUs that you got to warm the air up with. If I'm getting too technical. I was going to say, you, you probably <laughs> lost a good part of the Gee, You looked at me because, and I was kind of glazing yeah. over a little. So, so like, let's uh, just take a basic house, like a 1,500 square foot house. Your furnace has got 60,000 units of heat that it can put out, but yeah. it only typically has 24,000 units of cooling, right? Okay. So when you when a heat pump is essentially an air conditioner, it, just, it can work in the, uh, the cooling mode or the heating mode, right? Because mm-hmm. an air conditioner takes heat out of your house, puts it outside. A right. heat pump takes heat from outside and puts it in your house, right? So if, if you only have- wait. To, wait. There's heat outside when it's zero degrees. There's actually we, heat in the air all the way down to absolute great. zero. Yes, that's that's what I think. Really, people have trouble understanding if you really haven't thought about it, really read it. Is what wait? There's heat on, but it's compared to the what's happening with the refrigerant in the unit, right? Exactly. It's all. Yeah. And I could get real technical yeah. here, but we'll uh, we'll spare everyone, <laughs> right? Because everyone will probably turn off their things. But uh, yes, there's heat all the way down to absolute zero, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what's in space, right? So. Um, but basically, so if you have these 24,000 units of cooling, you, you'll have about 24,000 units of heating. But if your house needs 60,000 units of heating, you need some type of other type of heat as that temperature gets colder. So it's not that it can't produce heat all the way down. It does. It's actually f- efficiently doing it. So if you, you buy a dollar's worth of electricity for a heat pump, you get $3 of heat out of it, right? Where a furnace, if you buy a dollar's worth of gas to run your furnace, your best furnace you can buy is only going to have 98 cents of heating capacity, mm-hmm. right? So you'll need something supplemental, whether that's gas or additional electric, to bridge that gap when it gets really cold out. Okay, but the critical things about a heat pump is, you know, a what type of efficiency you do want on the heat pump, but b is how well does your system breathe, right? So if your ductwork is improper, your heat pump will not be efficient, just like your furnace won't be efficient. I mean, it affects everything, right? So if your furnace can't breathe and you get the right amount of volume through it, you are going to have issues. The other thing is if your ductwork leaks like a sieve it's going to cost more money to run as well. So there's a couple of components that have to go into it. So if you're going to go down that road, the technology is great. It is, you know, the the green so-called energy, right, with everything like that. Uh, it is the future. Eventually, everyone will have just heat pumps in their homes and electric heat. Uh, I know some people don't want to hear that. It's crazy. But uh, it's coming. Uh, but uh, there's some critical steps to make sure it's installed properly and that you're actually going to get the efficiency that out of it. Good answer. Like it. Another one coming in at 855-616-1620 says, Good morning. We discovered that our PVC pipe that vents to the outside from our furnace is freezing. It's not blocked outside by snow, but inside it's forming some ice and dripping. This has only happened when the temperature has been dropping below zero. Is there anything we should be doing? Uh, well, the big thing is let's make make sure there's not a screen in the end of it. A lot of times, though, like I said, those screens, people put screens in there so that the animals don't get in because you know birds will go in there, squirrels. Um, or sometimes kids love to shove rocks down those pipes because that mm-hmm. seems to be a fun game for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if it's all open and clear, uh, you know, then you should be good. Now it, you know, you're going to get some water because obviously it's it's warm, moist air coming out of there. You're going to get some freezing and an icicle on there, but usually that's not going to shut it down. If you are having that issue, we can actually increase the uh, opening size there, uh, and that'll actually help that. Mm-hmm. Okay, good to know. 
855-616-1620, the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. Jason Fox from Capital Heating, Cooling, and Electric on with us all this hour. Get your calls in. It is the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. WTMJ's The Fix-It Show with David Nason and Dayton Kane. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. It is sunny and cold today. I have only 17, but that's... I say only. That's warm compared <laughs> yeah. to what we've had. Yeah. We're gonna have uh, that's a substantial increase. <laughs> Feels like a zero to minus 15 all, wind all chills. Relative. So we're like, instead of 30 wind chills below zero, we're 15. So we're, we're warming up, if <laughs> right? you can believe it. Uh, we should be close to 40 by Tuesday. So that could cause some chaos, right? A little bit of all of a sudden all this really cold. It heats up. Things start melting. Things start going where they're not supposed yeah. to go. Water gets in places it shouldn't. Well, so, think about all the drains that are covered with snow right now. Right. 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 Yeah, where's when that, when that, yeah, downspouts, all drains. that stuff. Yep. You know, like, where's Your that roof. water going to go? Yeah. I've roof raked several times throughout all of mm-hmm. this, and I still have frozen gutters. Oh. And I mean, it was just so bad. Yeah. It came down in New Berlin. It was terrible. I did I, mine Thursday, finally. And I feel like and a bad homeowner after good. talking to you guys. Yeah. I didn't roof rake at all. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yep. good luck with your yeah. snow. I, bar- I barely shovel. You know, it's <laughs> and I think it's still today's a, a, probably a good day still to do it. If you've been working all week, you right, get home right, and right. it's dark and everything's still a good day. Tomorrow when it starts to warm up and Monday for sure when we really start getting some melting going on. If you haven't raked your roof yet, now you might be starting to have a problem. And then when we get some rain, then it, then it could. And be the reason to do that, you go three to six two feet to, up, two to three, and, and then, then that clears that snow, so it can yeah. melt on the edge of the house. Right. So that as the rest of the snow starts melting, it has a place to go. Keep your gutters as clear right. as possible. Right. All yeah. right. Let's get back into this. 855-616-1620. David, you want to read this text? Yeah, it says, hi from West Bend. Can Jason please give feedback on what he recommends for the best type of filter material for a furnace, uh, like a gas-forced air furnace? I've seen options for cotton, polyester, and fiberglass. Maybe there are others. Also, seems like filters I see are pleated. If it matters, the furnace needed for my furnace is 16 by 25 by 4. So that's a pleated furnace filter, right? Yep. So pleated is nice because it allows more filter surface area, surface, right? So right. if you actually took that filter apart and stretched it out, it's much bigger than if it's not pleated, right? Mm-hmm. So that allows a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, that's a good question. I really haven't thought about materials for filters because really the material can have some adverse effect if I think about it. But the, really the biggest thing is, is what is the MERV rating, right? So mm-hmm. the higher the MERV rating is the higher the amount of capture rate of the filter, uh, but we've had this question multiple right. times. The problem is, is that you it can suffocate your airflow. furnace, yeah, right? It restricts the airflow more. Yeah, so you need the right, you know, the biggest thing is, is, uh, you know, if, if you put too restrictive an air filter and you're going to cause other problems, right? So I would say if you haven't, you know, if you haven't gotten a maintenance done, have somebody come out and do a maintenance, right? So if you have a favorite contractor, call them. If you don't call us, we'll come out and take care of it, Right. But the biggest thing is during the maintenance, we can test how well your system breathes. Then we can know what kind of filter you can put in there. Because if you have the proper duct work, then you can put a, a bigger filter in and, and get better filtration out of it. If you don't, then we can either fix that or we have other devices we can add to a filter and we can take like a lower MER filter and make it better than a higher MER filter, mm-hmm. right? So we can definitely work with it. It just, I don't want to give you a bad advice because if you put too restrictive a filter in, your fur, you could kill your furnace or your air yeah. conditioner and then also you're buying a new one or have substantial repairs. Right. My old furnace, I changed my filter at some point and I, and I noticed it was starting and stopping and starting and stopping. And we finally figured out that when I switched to a fil- switched the filter, it was causing the fan to heat up, overheat, and then shut the furnace down. It would cool off. And then because the thermostat's not satisfied, it would start back up. It's called short cycling. I think that 
probably shorten its life. It died one day, and you guys put in a new furnace for me, reworked all the ductwork right around my furnace because it was really poorly designed, and now I have a, a better filter, I think, and it works far better. So, And it ran all week. Uh, no. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's yeah. what it's supposed to do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you wake up and yeah. it's uh, 50 in your house, yeah. that's not a good sign. No. And that's when you call Capital Heating, right. Cooling, and Electric because they work 24-7, seven days a week. And uh, we'll get into probably giving away one of those. Absolutely. World's uh, Gators Club. World's getting, we're not doing it right now. So stick around. <laughs> Sometime in the next half hour with Jason here, we'll give away one of the Care Club memberships and uh, get your calls in for that. Uh, ask some questions. 855-616-1620. That's going to be the same number you call when we ask for you, but not yet. Uh, we do take a break from the Fix-It Show. Go to the WTMJ Breaking News Center with Jack Grau. Good morning, Jack. More of your questions next. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Good morning, Dayton Kane, David Nason, and Jason Fox from Capital Heating, Cooling, and Electric on with us, 855-616-1620. And don't forget, you can find the Fix-It Show podcast on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. So we do have another text here. It says, how will heat pump or electric heat work with ductwork? Does a ductwork need to be replaced, made bigger or smaller? Does that matter? Uh, no, uh, it works with your existing ductwork. The biggest thing is the ductwork sized and installed properly, right? So... What happens at a lot of homes is like the ductwork's original to the house and maybe it was never put in right from day one or, or things have changed over time, right? So the system has to move a certain amount of air to be efficient. And if it's not moving the amount of air, you got to correct it so it is, right? So you get air coming in and air going out, right? Now, the other side of that is is how leaky is your ductwork, right? So let's say your system is breathing good, you're moving the right amount of air, but you may leak 40% of it out into the outside or in the walls or the attic, right? So then now you're a different step in the process, right? So... Biggest thing is, is every piece of equipment manufactured has a set of instructions of how it's supposed to be installed, right? And what the what we call maximum static pressure, which is really like your blood pressure, right? Has a maximum blood pressure that the system should run at. If you're running higher than that, the system is still working, but typically it's working harder, longer. So you get premature failure, you get higher utility bills, you get the, all these other issues that arise because of that. Uh, and, you know, the funny thing is we can trace almost all, a lot of different failed parts in a system, uh, back to the air, the static pressure or the blood pressure of that system never being proper, right? So if the system, if it's not proper, we'll see like heat exchangers, the failure of heat exchangers is typically the opposite side of the return because no air is getting to the other side, right? So there's a lot of thing components that go to it, but any house can have it, right? It's just a matter of, is your system right? So if you're going to buy something like that and, and make the investment, whoever's doing it, if they're not checking your static pressure, not looking at your ductwork, not measuring all those things, the chance of a good installation is probably not going to happen. And that's a big deal. The, the yeah. installation, you can buy the best product in the world. If you don't install it properly, it doesn't do you any good. Well, and that's, and that's the thing about our industry is, is, you know, like you buy a refrigerator, you plug it in, it's ready to go, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing we sell is like that. Everything right. that we sell has to be fitted to your house. It has to be set up to your house and all that stuff. And the problem is, is a lot of times people don't know if it is or not, right? Well, right. It's, it's heating my house, right? Well, my utilities didn't go down, they went up, right? Or I'm, why am I having all these failures and all these other things? Because it wasn't installed properly, right? Mm -hmm. So the installation is the critical component of success in any type of equipment. And that's why you get equipment that lasts 20, 30 years, and you get equipment that lasts five years, right? Because if it's not put in right, it's not going to last, right? And the, if you put it in right, you maintain it, you can get 20 or 30 years out of a system. Boy, it seems to apply so many things with your house. Yeah. Installation, installation, installation. Good products. There, there's, there's probably... Some products that aren't so good, but there's really everything being made today is probably on a good, better, and best. 
you can buy the good products if it's you can buy the best products like you were saying if it's not installed correctly it it's not going to work well it's, and it really comes down to knowing having knowledgeable trained staff that knows what they're doing putting it in 100 100% right and and really it's following what the manufacturer says in the book that should be done, right? Right. right. <laughs> but then also, like you know, there's there's National Comfort Institute and ACA and these things that help us develop the techniques of how things need to be measured and what everything should be and, and how it needs to be done, right? So if you're not following those steps, you're not going to get get there. But like a lot of customers we work with, will actually say, look, don't buy this the most expensive, most efficient piece of equipment. Let's fix your ductwork and buy something less efficient because you're going to actually be more efficient than if you bought this other right. thing and didn't do any of this other stuff, right? Now we'll right. we'll sell you anything you want, right? But if we don't fix these this stuff, you're never going to get the efficiency out of it anyways, right? So I'd rather have you buy a lower efficiency of equipment and fix all the components around it so that you actually get that out of it mm-hmm. than to buy something more efficient that is going to not and work. More efficient and more expensive. Yeah. yeah. It really is a science. When you guys right. come out for a beyondification, Every, your a tech science. will go through stuff afterwards, and it's pages and pages of gauges and, and measurements, and here's this and that. I'm like, is it working good? Yeah, we got it right. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. But you guys know that. I don't. Uh, you know, the guy down the street with his, my buddy with his truck and his wrench probably doesn't, but you guys have all the things in place that need to be in place to tell me how to run the thing efficiently. You also have something called the Capital Cares Club, which David and I are both members of. So tell me what that is, and we'll put Isaac on alert because we're going to ask for a caller in just a minute here. Uh, what does that include? That's the world's greatest club, right? So it's two of our beyondifications, right? One for your heating side and one for your cooling side, right? So those are worth $199 a piece, but you get two of those per year. You get uh, 10% off of any of our duct cleaning. You get $400 worth of capital cash you can use towards any of our indoor air quality accessories or towards a new piece of equipment if you need that. Right, you get emergency service, so your service calls are forty nine bucks. If we got to come out for a repair, no matter when it is, if it's Sunday, Christmas, whatever it is, Monday, it doesn't matter. Uh, and you get priority priority services. You get a free electrical inspection as well from our master electrician to do a safety inspection on your house. Right, so you get all that stuff there. It's forty eight dollars to join. It's twenty four dollars a month the day you join. You get services that day. Uh, you can schedule your tune up and everything like that. So there's a ton of value because you know you're only paying two eighty eight a year for about $800 in service value every single year. And you don't have to remember anything. You guys call me. I'm like, hey, it's time. I'll, oh, yeah, that's right. Because if you didn't, if I didn't have your club, my filter, I'm going to be honest, <laughs> in my furnace probably would not get switched every six months You know, with that service. I have it ready. Your tech puts it in for what? me. Like As long as it's there, they'll put it in for you and everything. So you're on this show. and you... I know, but <laughs> you know... I, it's again the furnace is down in the basement i don't have a finished basement okay. and even in finished basements it's often tucked away in right. a, a room that you don't yeah. go into ever you just don't think about it i walk past mine on my way to my office see so you see it every multiple day. times a day. like i just don't i listen to it i'm okay it's running yeah okay, there is yeah. a difference between knowledge and action david true. there's a difference between knowledge and action all right true. very so true at least you admit it t- you're a big yes. enough man to admit it we will take the first caller right now that can tell us when capital uh, will come out and service your products for you, I guess. 855-616-1620. When will they come out? Is it Monday through Friday? Is it just on Tuesdays? Isaac's going to take the first caller and get us a name, but uh, we'd love to hear from you with questions as well. Keep them coming on the text line, 855-616-1620. The lines are lit up. We'll see who our winner is next. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. To sell a home. Need advice? Call 855-616-1620. Our expert home inspector is here to help. 
It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Sunny and cold, a high of 17 today. Zero to minus 15 wind chills expected. Close to 40 by Tuesday, so there's a warm-up coming, which is nice to hear. But it does cause some things that we need to worry about, so be... Be paying attention to this show right. over the next couple right. of weeks as we talk through that. We heat have Jason, wave. Yeah, heat, <laughs> heat wave at 40. Uh, Jason Fox from Capital Heating, Cooling, and Electric. We do have some questions on the text line here. Uh, one says, so if you have a boiler, what do you get from your club? Do you guys do boilers? We do boilers as well, yeah. So if you have uh, a boiler, we can work on your boiler. Or uh, if you, a lot of people have boilers, also have some air conditioning. So we, you know, we basically yeah, can do handlers, both. Air handlers, air conditioning. Exactly. Right. All right. By the way, congratulations to Mary in Waukesha. She was our winner from the Capital Cares Club giveaway we just did. So Jason will get in touch with you or somebody from the office to get mm-hmm. you signed up. Yep. Well, t- uh, Tyler that. will call you today to get you all taken care of. We do have a picture here, but I can't open right. it. But it right. just says brownish color around intake pipe seam. I think that's the what one. What would cause that? Oh no! I thought it was continuation of the intake. Pipes, no, it's but a it's completely. Not, so yeah, what would some, cause a brownish color well, around an intake? That, whoever that texture is would need to send in some more information. Yeah. Maybe okay. try the picture. That's again. a great question. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wish I could help you. But another one: Can you install a two ta- two stage heat pump on a single stage furnace? Absolutely. There you go. Okay. Right. Thank you, Rich, long, for that. Text. You know what you're doing. Yes. So the answer is yes. 855-616-1620, the WTMJ talking text line. Obviously, this time of year, we're talking a lot about furnaces, but uh, just run down more of what you guys all do. Oh, yeah. So uh, we had, we didn't really talk much about electrical. So the way I always put it is, is uh, we work with homeowners in their house, right? So anything that's going to heat and cool your house, or we'll, we can put a new one in, we can maintain it, we can fix it, Right. Uh, if you need indoor air quality or ventilation and things like that, we can work on all those. And then we also do all the different electrical things in your house, right? So what is that? That's if you need a service upgrade or you just have a broken outlet or a ceiling fan put up or you want your GFCIs, GFCIs or you want your house redeviced, right? A lot of times, you know, you get older homes have multiple different outlet looking things and colors mm-hmm. and that we can change it all to make it look fresh and new. Um, you just have a, one broken outlet or we do a lot of car chargers too. So if you're looking at electric vehicles, we do... You know, we do those almost every single day right now. So uh, any of those services in your home, we can help you. We got 24-7 support and service to take care of you. One thing that I like to mention on the show whenever you're on, you can't just take one of those car chargers and put it in and plug it into a plug, right? <laughs> well, you For could. The, it's just going to take forever to charge your yeah. car. Yeah, you need a special, <laughs> you need to add electricity to your house, like the way to get it to that. Well, so we, okay. it depends on your electric service. If you have a big enough electric service, uh, we can just hook into that in the panel, like you have in the okay. basement or garage. So if you or have extra your space yep. there, yeah, well, and, and then we can we can put a because uh, most of the car chargers that charge at a reasonable rate are two hundred forty volt and fifty amps of yeah. draw. But even a hundred amp service in a lot of houses that would that would still handle it. The reality is, if you're charging your car overnight, you have almost no other electrical appliances on. Maybe your air conditioner in the summer. Well, it depends, yeah, and then do you have an electric water heater? What, what's all? What's the consumption, yeah, right? right? But a lot of houses, yes, you can be okay uh, with it. Um, so you got to manage it a little bit. I guess yeah, it's it just—it's not necessary plug and play. You got to—you yeah. got to look at the there's, system there's, yeah, and know the, what's going on. It's something on. I don't, unless you have got a thorough understanding of electrical. I do not recommend doing on your own. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, even that. I mean, it, it, when you're adding an electric car charger and the circuit you're doing, you're going to add a panel and everything. That needs. A permit and an inspection. Yes. So regardless, maybe unless you're a licensed electrician, you can do it on your own. Well, but that's, you, you can, that's as the a homeowner, requirement you, right there. Yeah, your homeowner, you can pull an electrical permit for your house and do your own electrical work, right? 
But like I said, if you don't know what you're doing, yeah. I don't recommend it, yeah. right? Because the last thing you want to do is have your house burned down or somebody yeah. get hurt, right? Because even though it might get inspected when you're done, the inspector is not standing there over your shoulder making your sure you're doing it right. And if you could do something wrong or bad, you know, along the way <laughs> and cause a problem. Absolutely. Yeah. I, didn't, I mean, I know a lot about electric. I mean, a, a tremendous amount. I don't even do it at my house, yeah. in my own house, right? I have, obviously, I have a, yeah. a people that work for me that can right. help me. But uh, I usually help them. I'm usually, yeah. I say, come over to my house and I'll be the hands because I, you know, want to learn and stuff like that. Sure. So. Yeah. 7.49 on a Saturday morning. We have one segment left with Jason Fox from Capital Heating, Cooling, and Electric. Get your calls in, 855-616-1620. Thanks for listening to The Fix It Show today on WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. David Nason and Dayton Kane. It's the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Sponsored by Siding Unlimited and JB Construction. In this hour with us, Jason Fox from Capital Heating, Cooling, and Electric. And a lot of calls and texts coming in. We appreciate the participation, but we may not get to you all. If you don't if we don't get to you, what number do they call in the week during the week? Uh, well, anytime. anytime. 24 7, <laughs> seven right. days a week. 414 6620950. It's 414-662-0950. Or go on our website. You can chat with us. You can book your own appointments. You can shop. You want to know what a new piece of equipment is, you can do that there as well. So um Capital, Tyler. Capital HVAC.com. Capital HVAC.com with an A. With an a. And, yeah. and Tyler's there working, so he'll be happy to talk to you this morning. All right, let's go over to John in Ottawa. Good morning, John. What's your question? Good morning, John. Yeah, good morning. I'm redoing my base. I got a short ceiling. I want to narrow the ductwork so I get more height in my basement. Do they do that stuff? And how expensive is it? <laughs> uh, yes, we do that stuff. Uh, you got to be careful with narrowing your ductwork because you can change some of the dynamics of stuff. Uh, it can be done, absolutely. We just got to make sure it's done in the right manner. Um, so if you want a, a free quote on what that would cost, we can send someone out to your house. Just give their office a call and they'll, they'll set something up for you. And, and as long as it's unfinished now, it's pretty accessible. So yeah, yeah just, you gotta be careful because some people really want to get really skinny. And the thing is that the airflow characteristics, characteristics, characteristics change, and then you can cause problems where you'll have uneven heating and all kinds of issues. Mm-hmm. So, well, the previous homeowner cut holes in his ductwork and, he put an office in the basement, and they're leaking everywhere, so I tore out all the drywall, and I'm trying to fix up his goof-ups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we do that all the time, every day. Uh, so give us a call at that, 414-662-0950, and we get someone out there to take a look at it for you. All right, thank you, gentlemen. All right, thanks, John. Thanks. Have thanks a great weekend. Uh, let's go over to Jim in Sussex. Good morning, Jim. What's your question? morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, question about leaving a home in the, for an extended period of time in the bitter cold weather. Uh, what do you set the thermostat at so you don't have freezing and freezing pipes? And secondly, the effect on furniture if you set it too low. What do you recommend? Go ahead, David. Yeah, I, I like the number of 55 at the lowest. Um, you start getting colder than that, you know, you're really not going to worry about freezing pipes at that temperature, but uh, things that that have moisture in them, drywall, and you mentioned your furniture, drywall, plaster, when it starts getting much colder than that, you start to lose uh, the, the the materials have lose the ability to hold moisture really, and they dry out and you're going to get cracks in your drywall and paint hardwood and things, floor. hardwood floors, your floors really shrink and everything, so... 55 seems like a good number. Okay. Gives you a little bit of a Perfect. buffer, too, if the heat goes out for a little bit. 
that if you set it way too, you know, a lot lower, uh, yeah. it's going to get real cold real quick. So yeah, you usually get two, three days out of it uh, yeah. if your heat's out, so you get yeah. plenty of time. And then also, you know, we always talk about shutting the main water valve yeah, off, definitely. right? Uh, right. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks for your right. advice. Well, have fun. It. If you're Thank going you. somewhere warm, have fun. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Thanks, Send some of it back here. <laughs> all right. Jason, wrap it up. Tell everybody again what you guys all cover because it's a lot. Uh, yes. So we will do anything in your house that heats, cools, uh, or has electric with it, right? So we can maintain it, repair it, or put a new one in for you uh, 24-7. Happy to help you guys anytime you want. Our website has tons of information. Uh, you can chat with us there. You can schedule your own appointments. You can shop there if you want to know what stuff costs. Uh, or give us a call at 414-662-0950, and we'll get you all you taken care of. You can buy filters through your website, too. You can buy filters as well uh, and have them shipped to your door at, at right when they're supposed to be changed. They'll just show right. up. There you go. One, one question. So we can call you 24-7, seven days a week. You guys are working 24-7, seven days a week, but do you get backed up? Like if I call you today with everything that's been going on, how long before somebody gets out to my place right now? We try to clear our schedule every day. Um, some days, like when for it gets... For emergencies? Yeah, like, for emergencies and okay. stuff. We try to do that. So we have, you know, we bring in extra staff and things. Obviously, we can only do so many calls per day. Um, but we're, we have availability today. I know we can get, you know, jobs on the board and things like that. So um, I know, you know, the thing is, we so tech, text shift schedules. So like our technician that worked all night, who's who's wrapping his day up right now, He's off now for the weekend. A new person's on call, so gotcha. you know we try to give them time because they do get burned out, right? I mean, you think about yeah, you know, working twelve, fourteen hours a day. They, they, they and then you know, the thing is, is everything we do is technical. So you get to somebody's house, you got to be able to think mm-hmm. when you get there. It's not like just showing up and something turning simple. Turning a wrench, yeah. yeah, yeah. You got to figure out okay, what's going on? What caused the problem? How am I going to fix it? Do I have what I need? Do we got to get it? You know, like sure. there's a lot of moving parts. And we're actually doing installs, you know, every day now as well. So we have, uh, I think, four or five installs going in today. Uh, duck cleaning seven days a week. I mean, everything we do is seven days a week, so we're kind of built for that. But it does get a little taxing. So, but All right. we can get to you. Always good to have you on the show. Good to see you guys. Yep. Happy New Year. Yep. Enjoy yep. your weekend. Have Coming up next, Eric Brown from Outdoor Living Unlimited and Siding Unlimited. It is the Fix It Show. This has been the Fix It Show on WTMJ, presented by J and B Construction and Siding Unlimited. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests at not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.